0: This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we're talking about the truth about retirement for women. Now, with me today, I have another female financial planner, certified financial planner, Kelsey Banke. Welcome, Kelsey. Hello, Kelsey's coming to us from her Kansas City office and um, Kelsey and I both being females in the financial industry, which is predominantly a male industry, there's only 15% of financial professionals in the industry are actually women. Um, have kind of a special affinity for this topic, the truth about retirement for women. (laughs) That's a fun one. (laughs) It is. And, And the reason that there's a truth about this that we want to talk about is because there are special challenges for women. So when it comes to saving for retirement and planning for retirement income, women really do face a number of unique challenges. And we're going to discuss these in more detail. But first of all, one of the big things is that in general, women normally live longer than men, which means that they're actually going to need to plan for more years in retirement.
1: Absolutely. The average life expectancy is longer for women based on statistics, all things being equal. Obviously, um, medical histories, family histories, things like that can play an impact. But um, on average, at age 65, a woman can expect to live another 20.6 years compared with 18 years for a male. So um, two and a half years longer, um, which if you think about it, funding two and a half more years of your annual salary or annual income need, whatever way you want to look at it, that's a lot more money that has to be put aside to fund that kind of, um, difference in in life expectancy. So it it is a challenge, um, that women need to take into consideration.
0: And it's funny because two and a half years doesn't really sound like that big of a deal. But two and a half years can sometimes for people mean hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so that's why it's a big deal. So the bottom line is don't underestimate the number of years you may spend in retirement. And it's likely for women to be longer than for men. So the next challenge that women face when they're facing retirement is having a higher likelihood of living on their own during retirement.
1: Yeah, this one is is coming in from a lot of different angles. So um, the fact that women are more likely to be widowed after age 65, um, more likely to still be alive and be divorced and separated or separated um, and then be single, never married, all of those, um, the the statistics are higher for women as opposed to men. Um and the number of factors play into that, but the fact of the matter is there's a higher likelihood of women living on their own, meaning that they're depending on one income, not two potentially, or one social securities check, not two. Um, and, and it just, fact, is something that needs to be factored into the planning.
0: Right. So when you have a loss of a spouse, that is definitely going to mean a reduction in retirement income that's coming from social securities or from pensions. And if more women are single, in those later retirement years than men, then it means they are going to have to make do for a longer amount of time on a reduced amount of income. So the problem, these first two challenges actually compound each other. Now, the next challenge that's really unique to women when it comes to retirement planning are women are more likely to take career breaks for caregiving. So Because we're likely to take time out of the workforce to raise children or care for aging parents, you know, this becomes an issue. And sometimes it's by choice, but moving, or sometimes it's not, I guess I should say that. Sometimes it's because you wanted to do this and sometimes because you had to do this. But moving in and out of the workforce has several significant financial implications for women. I mean, there's going to be lost income during the time that you're out of the workforce and lost employer benefits. So you've got less money that you've earned during your life. It's also potentially going to lower your own social security and retirement benefits. So that is all going to translate into a lower amount of overall savings when it comes to your own retirement. So that's part of the reason why these career breaks can really damage things for women from a financial perspective, which is why there are some unique planning perspectives that women have to face
1: because this one uh sorry um you know I, i was thinking on this one as we were preparing for the show and it's when i think on people i'm connected to it's interesting to see the number of different reasons um that a caregiving situation arises. So a lot of people think most often of children. You know, you take time off to, to have a child, um, maternity leave, things like that. But very often as well, it's um caring for parents or caring for mm-hmm. siblings or caring for spouses. Um, there's a number, you know, if, if the life expectancy for for men is lower, then more often the the female is going to, you know, the wife is going to take a caregiving role for that spouse. And I've seen it with my own family, where um, very young ages still in the working ages, that the spouse has had to take time off to care for a, an ill um, husband. So. It's really interesting, um, and it's hard to predict. Obviously, we never know when we're going to have to take on a caregiving situation, but it definitely can impact the financial security of women. And, and just it's, it's a challenge. It's just a, a little more of an uphill battle on when those things arise. So
0: so here's the thing, too, that why how it compounds on the other two challenges we've already highlighted is. It puts you in an increased position of economic vulnerability in the event of a divorce or a spouse's job loss or the loss of a spouse. So if taking career breaks for whatever reason has reduced your income, reduced your savings, reduced your um, income potential when you come back to work, things like that, it just makes you that much more vulnerable when your other potential sources of safety might get swept out from under your feet. So it can create kind of a compound effect there. And then that brings us to our final challenge, which is that in general, women actually earn less money. So women who work full-time on average earn about 82% of what men earn. It's just the wage gap that everybody's heard about. This isn't new information, but it is relevant information when it comes to the truth about retirement for women. So, this wage gap can affect your overall savings. It can affect your social security benefits. And if you're lucky enough to have a pension, it's going to affect your pension amount too. And again, same thing that we talked about before, it just makes you more vulnerable to unexpected economic obstacles like a job loss or a divorce or single parenthood or illness or widows, widowhood or taking care of parents and things like that. So, it really all just kind of, um, accumulates to create this environment where women have to look at their retirement planning through a little bit of a different lens than than men in general do. So, when you're coming to planning for retirement, the first thing that you have to think about as a woman is how much annual income are you going to need? So, because of the special challenges, this is so important for women. And what we like to do is just basically start with what's called an income gap. So, what have you been making? What are you used to living on that's been a comfortable lifestyle? And then we look at what kind of income sources are going to go away in retirement. And we look at what kind of income sources are going to come in in retirement and figure out the gap between what you're going to have and what you're used to having. And that's called an income gap. And then basically good financial planning is going to help you figure out how to plug the gap.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's where you're going to be drawing from your retirement assets or your personal savings. And um, if there's, Enough there to cover that income gap, then things are looking good. And if there's a shortage and you you aren't happy with what kind of income or for how long you could provide for that income gap, um, then there's some work that needs to be done to um, get you more prepared for the retirement.
0: Now, once you figure out your income gap, then you have to project your expenses in retirement. You can't assume things are going to cost the same as they do today in the future. You've got to consider the potential impact of inflation on all your expenses. And basically inflation is just the the risk that the purchasing power of your dollars is going to decrease over time. And so there's all kinds of statistics out there on how much inflation you should use in your plan. But what I can tell you is you need to figure inflation into things because over time, the cost of living goes up, the cost of buying things goes up. And if you underestimate it or you don't plan for it, all you're really doing is decreasing your quality of life in the future.
1: You hear all the time about people living on fixed incomes. They got started on a pension that has no cost of living adjustment and how they feel like they're really suffering now. And that's because they've had to make one paycheck cover, you know, several different years of inflation and slowly it's eating away at their purchasing power. So um, you need to plan for inflation. Otherwise, you're going to make um, retirement very difficult for yourself.
0: Now, the second thing you have to be aware of is the impact of taxes. So taxes are important, but often overlooked aspect of retirement planning. They taxes can eat into your income and they can significantly reduce the amount you have available to spend in retirement. So anything you can do to actually create preferential tax treatment for yourself is going to be of benefit to women when they retire. And there's different ways to do that. There's, there's different types of way money is taxed. There's different tax treatments of things. But anything you can do to tilt towards preferential tax treatment, the better off that you're going to be. Now, the next thing that you have to think about in terms of impact of costs in retirement is healthcare costs. And I think this is just a really big issue for people, especially women, and especially going back to that first issue that you may live longer. If you live longer, you're likely to have more health costs over the course of your life.
1: <laughs> yeah, And then additionally on that is if if you are married and your spouse dies before you, you are going to have to lean on a non-spouse person to take care of you or start looking into Long term care solutions, nursing homes, adult daycare facilities, assisted living, whatever you might, you know, home health care, there's lots of different options to go. But very often, when the first spouse gets sick, the other spouse takes care of them, keeping long term care costs down. And if your spouse has predeceased you, now you don't have that person for you to take care of you and at the end of your life. So um, costs can go up um, in, a, in a lot of times in those situations.
0: Right. So generally, because we live longer, many women were going to have a need for long-term care because they're more likely to be living on their own in the later years. And the ongoing services and support needed by people suffering from chronic health conditions or disabilities later in life can be very expensive. And so making sure that you're accounting for that in your plan is something that's of utmost importance. (laughs) Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stark. And today we're talking about the truth about retirement for women. So we've covered a lot of challenges and uphill battles that women face when it comes to retirement planning. But let's talk a little bit about where retirement income is actually going to come from when you get to that beautiful day where you're retired. <laughs> <laughs> There's really kind of three sources that money is going to come from. So Kelsey, share with us just what those three sources are.
1: Typically, it's going to be Social security, an employer pension, and then um, income from individual savings and investments. Those three components come together to create your retirement income.
0: Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about social security very briefly. So most people in the U.S. are covered by social security, and it's a big source of guaranteed lifetime income for Americans. And to qualify for that, you need to have worked for 40 credits, 40 quarters, because each quarter is a credit. So basically 10 years of work. So this is where sometimes for women you get into an issue is if you've taken a long time off of work, you have big gaps in your work history, you might not have 40 quarters to be able to be eligible for Social Security. Now your benefit is based in the number of years you've worked and the amount that you've earned. And it really takes into account your highest 35 earning years. So Again, if you have a wage gap and your earnings are less, it means your Social Security might be less than some of your male counterparts. But when it comes to planning for women, what you really have to be aware of is understanding how is Social Security going to play into things for you. Now, Kelsey, I know that you recently gave a seminar and we're talking about Social Security and about what to expect from Social Security in the future we always hear these kind of big ominous things that say the future of Social Security is unsure. What is the latest that you've heard about what we can expect for Social Security to
1: do? Well, the date is always changing a little bit um, because it's it's difficult to, to accurately predict. But they're saying right now about uh, 2034 is how long Social Security is um, slated to be fully funded based under all current information. Um, And what that means is in the year 2034, the fund, you know, basically the extra money that they can pull from to pay out the the full social security benefits will run out. And at that point, because by law social security cannot go into debt to make payments um, to um, the people that are are, um, drawing from social security, then they will only be able to pay out the, Um, amount that is collected from um, people who are employed each year so that is um, estimating I mean I see this frequently I feel like it's a pretty strong number 75 percent of your benefit um, would likely still be able to be paid out in the event that that happens but the problem with that is a lot of people don't recognize that that's even a possibility and they are banking and and you know pretty much putting all of their retirement success on having 100% of their social security payment coming to them and if you have social security taking up a large you know making up for a large part of your retirement income and all of a sudden it gets a 25% reduction because 2034 comes and and everything plays out the way that they're uh, projecting that could be pretty catastrophic for people so I think it's really important to know that that possibility is out there now not to be a doomsday prepper by any means, because that number over the years has slowly ticked up in Mm -hmm. in years. So it was 2030, that was 2032, then 2033, 2034. Um, And they are trying to make changes to how the whole Social Security Administration works with this to try to extend it as long as possible. But it is a very real thing that could happen. So you need to be aware and plan for that possibility.
0: So here's the bottom line with Social Security is that for most women, Social Security alone is not going to provide enough income in retirement. So that moves us to the second thing that Kelsey mentioned earlier, which is understanding what's the best way to take your employer pension if you're lucky enough to have one. And there's a lot of different payout options that you can choose. Um, But the payout option that you choose on your pension is going to be one of the most important choices that you actually make in retirement, so you don't want to mess this one up. And by the way, if you make that determination, then you can never change it. Once you trigger it, you can't stop. You can't change it.
1: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a one decision, choice. and you live with it for the rest of your life.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. So understanding your pension choices is going to be important. This is where we would really encourage someone to do a pension analysis with a financial advisor. So we have a program that we go through with people where we can show, well, here's what your pension is saying that they will provide. If you take the pension, this is what you can expect over a potential lifetime. If you did something different with it, this is what you can expect. And it really can help outline for you what the best option is when
1: it comes to making a
0: pension decision.
1: And this one's really important because we said, you know, you make the decision, you can't ever change it. It's income that you're most likely planning on for the rest of your life. If you're married, it just adds complexity to the situation. But what I really hope you don't do is well, people in my office did this. So that's what I'm going to do.
0: Exactly. Um, How did
1: they make their decision? What was their situation? There's a lot of reasons why that's probably not the best strategy, Um, And and when you have the ability to make that decision based on data, which is what planning like what we can do provides you, um, it can either validate your hunch on what you should be doing, or it can give you really concrete information to help support a different decision that will be a long term better solution for you.
0: So the third thing that women should be focusing on is building their personal savings outside of Social Security and pensions. And the very first piece of advice I would give all women out there is educate yourself. So if you're not a do-it-yourselfer, educate yourself about how to find a relationship that's a collaborative relationship with a financial planner who you trust and who you feel like is willing to educate you about your options. This is so important. Women in general are connectors. We want to have those relationships. We make emotional decisions. We want stability. We want to understand what's happening. We want connection. Those are basic needs that women have. And if you are not going to do it yourself, then get educated about how to find a partner to help you do it with you throughout the course of your lifetime. Form that relationship. And either way, once you become educated, whether you're a do-it-yourself or whether you're doing it with a partner as a financial advisor who's helping you along your journey, you want to make sure you're taking advantage of any preferential tax treatment. So looking for tax advantage savings vehicles is going to be incredibly important for you. Making sure you're participating in your company-sponsored plans is going to be important for you. Making sure that you save as much as you possibly can because of the uphill battle that you are facing when it comes to planning for retirement as a woman is incredibly important for you. So once you have gotten to the point where you have figured out how your planning is going to come together, your Social Security, your pensions, your personal savings... What happens if you have a shortfall? And that could certainly happen. You might find out that work isn't quite optional for you yet, or you might find out it's not completely optional. If you find out you have a shortfall, you've got some different options. It's not that you have to stay in a job that you hate or you have to work forever. You might just have to figure out how to spend less, or you might delay retirement for a little while, or you might work during retirement doing something you actually like doing better, just to create some income income from some type of part-time job. So don't despair if you find that the numbers don't completely align. Usually with some creative thinking and some collaborative planning, you can find a way to live the life you want to lead going forward, as long as you can determine what's the best way to align your money that you have behind that. And that's a really good way for women to look at planning for retirement is to make sure it really does align with the core life that they want to lead going forward.
1: Absolutely. And I cannot stress enough the importance of a collaborative relationship. I I talk to people frequently, like, I just never felt like I could ask all the questions I had um, in my prior financial relationship. Um, and, And that's something I think is just a huge, huge thing that you should look for is you know, I have people, is it okay if I ask these questions? Of course it's okay if you ask these questions. (laughs) your money. I want you to understand it, and I'm happy to talk to you as much as you'd like about it.
0: So in the spirit of collaborative relationships, any woman who wants to reach out and request a free copy of my book will send you an e-copy of Ready to Pull the Retirement Trigger, One of the chapters in there even highlights questions you should ask when looking for a financial advisor to find one that you feel like is going to have that collaborative relationship. Of course, we'd like you to work with us, but we also encourage you to shop around and make sure you're making a choice that resonates with you and fits well. So reach out through our website. Just request a copy of my book. We'd be happy to email you that. And thanks for listening to The Truth About Retirement for Women on Money Guide with Mary Sterk